like a minute and 40 seconds they're getting longer and longer hello ladies and gents <laughs> welcome to the show you are here uh with super coach guns and adrianosaurus i am adrianosaurus i'm one of your hosts and my co-host nathan from super coach guns welcome to the show buddy how are you i'm all right how are you yeah not too bad uh went to magic round uh, it was a bit uh, it was fun and it was so, such a typical later got in a couple of punch-ons didn't make it till sunday um because i didn't sleep for the first two nights um you know, so it was it was it was it was fun. I enjoyed it, and uh, here we are, uh, round eleven. I mean, look, how did you score in uh, round uh, ten, and, and and how's your rank looking for the for the year to start the show? Well, I, I think I, I sort of held rank. I think it went down maybe a hundred or two hundred spots. Uh, scored eleven ninety two last week, and now I'm around three thousand. So I'll take it to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I had a pretty good week. Obviously, twelve sixty six. It's one of those ones where if you um, your captain Ides, he, he was my lowest score, uh, which was a bit of a pity. Um, but, you know, hey, it, it was a good score. It saw me go up 2,927 spots. I'm into 6,044. Um, I had a look, because um, I'm getting ready for the Whisperer show, and I, I'm doing the 10 things we learnt from the round um, gone. The difference between me and the bloke in 990th is like 200 points. I mean, that's, oh. you know, that that's that's the yeah. real definition of how close the margins are. One good week where, I mean, I probably made nearly, well, just a tick under 100 on you last week. You can do it over a couple of weeks. So you're so close. Even if you're 10,000, you're 20,000, you can make a big jump and you're yeah. probably not all that many points off these people that are quite a few thousand spots ahead of you. So don't panic. No, don't panic at all. Like, Particularly like origin period, it's notorious for being the big movers. It separates the boys from the men, if you will. Yep. You know, so you're gonna if you know if you if you're a seasoned super coach player, or even if you're not, if you have a decent buy strategy to you, you're gonna soar up the rankings. Yep, and for me, I'm looking at these uh, the round thirteen, no sweat. The round fourteen is starting to scare the shit out of me because. 
We've got a field of 17 there. We've got three teams on the bye. I think some people are maybe getting a little blindsided by that, thinking that it's just one team on the bye. We've got the three teams, the Knights, the Manly Seagulls. People have probably got a few of those Seagulls. Uh, and we obviously have the Parramatta Eels, who people are stacking up with uh, because they covered all, all three buys. So I think you've really got to be careful uh, how many you sort of take because if you've got yourself five Eels and you've got yourself a couple of Seagulls, there's just seven players out of your team right away. Uh, which could be tough, tough going for some people. But um, look, we're going to cover the teams. Um, it's a bit of a normal sort of teamless Tuesday. There's only a couple of little uh, hairy ones in there to sort of discuss. Um, we'll go over the trade trends. Uh, we'll look at uh, who we sort of think um, we're going to trade in for the week if we're going to be making trades. And we'll have a look at um, VCs and Cs. Uh, last week on the show, you and I did say people were trading out Cleary to, to Moses and we were like, I don't know, I don't like it because I don't think you should play funny buggers in the halfback. And I, I think people were just chasing, you know, Moses 144. Maybe it was a good sort of setup for, uh, you know, the buys, but I said Cleary is made for this kind of magic round bounce back type game. You agreed. He's just that kind of player, isn't he? Yep. And, and he just bloody he, 120. So those people that got the did the trade, there's a hundred and hundred plus points that you lose just on that trade alone. Um, so we'll talk about trades, what we think of people's trades, and and, and what we're going to do ourselves. We'll look at VCs and Cs as well because I do know a few people um, who took the courageous. Well, I mean, I thought it was not too courageous, but they 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 anti potted the captain on Hines and they went with a Cleary and that actually saw them get nice thirteen hundreds and stuff like that. Which well done to them. I think it's two very pedi- great pedigree players, but that's probably the biggest... They're the, the two hardest ones to go against, aren't they? Because I reckon those two are the ones yeah. that have the best ceiling in them probably this year, really. Yeah, no, definitely. And like, oh, Nico just felt like a sure thing, didn't he? Oh, he like, did. He did. Dolphins, Magic Round. Oh, it just felt like it was going to be a Nico ton, but Wayne's 900th yeah. ruled supreme. Yeah. Oh, just so- on Nathan Cleary in Magic Ground, yeah. he averages 143 uh-huh. in Magic Ground. Yeah. Well, in, the la- in the last three years, I don't have his 2019 ones on me. I don't know when that was, but it's been around 10 the last few years. It's gone 225, yeah. 85, and 120. Yeah, so, I mean, probably we should remember this for next year, I reckon, eh? Yes, um, because I he, think so. I think he likes the old uh, Magic Ground. Okay, well, let's go through and have a look at the team. Um, we'll discuss sort of the main things from those uh, lineups. Um, we've got the Melbourne Storm up against the Brisbane Broncos uh, to kick off the round. It's a pretty good one, actually, because Melbourne Storm have, I think they've won like 11 or 12 in a row, haven't they? It's the Broncos. But they're, they're doing great. They're a little bit well, down. Right. Yeah, they're down a bit this year. They lost last week to the, the very hot um, South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, and the Brisbane Broncos got a pretty comfortable win there on top of the ladder. Um, I reckon this is the Broncos' best chance in a long time, actually. Maybe if it was away. I mean, the, they, they travel pretty well to Suncorp as well, usually the Storm. But um, let's go through their lineup. It's unchanged. Um, the Storm, which is probably good news for them. Uh, and the same um, is the case for the Broncos. No changes. So both of these teams going in probably in nearly as good a shape as they could be, really. Um, who are you going to tip in this one? Oh, oh, geez, probably Brisbane. Brisbane still. I just, you know, they've been they've been in pretty decent touch. Melbourne, whilst they've had a solid year, they haven't been where they've been in the past, and so I feel like Brisbane will just get the job done. Particularly with Payne Haas, he, I get he played last week, but he's pretty fresh after a week's break. Week break with the suspension. 
I I just can't see it not being a Brisbane victory, to be honest. Yeah, well, I'm going to tip the Storm just to be different. Uh, it is at Amy Park, and I reckon, put it this way, if the Storm had won last week, I reckon I would have given the Broncos a better chance. It's just these times they lose, and sort of, the you know, that as soon as they start slipping down the ladder, you'll get a big game out of Munster. I think that they've got sort of a, a style that, you know, works against them. So I'm going to say um, Melbourne Storm. Um Look, uh, the things for me, um, obviously, people who held Walsh last week would be feel vindicated for last week because I went to Gutho, got the sin bin. He was off the field for 10 minutes. I reckon he probably would have finished on probably what Walsh did. Um, but this is the game, the, the proof is in the pudding. Can he play against a decent team uh, and score well? So far this year, we've seen him do well against the poorer teams and, and dog shit, really, against the good teams. So this week, because he already lost 60K or whatever last week, uh, Walsh um, will find out this week whether it was a good hold or whether it was not. Yeah, I suspect it won't be. I, I don't know. I, I feel like Brisbane still win, but they don't need Walsh to do well for them to win, to be honest. Because you've got, when you have Ezra Mann, Adam Reynolds and Payne Haas, you, you've got multiple ways of winning a game. Yeah. And yeah, so I don't know. Reese Walsh just feels like he gets shut down when he's up against a good team. Good defences can shut him down very easily, yeah. I think. Yeah, it'll be an interesting watch. That's one of the ones that I, I think is an interesting watch. Um. Anyway, so we'll see how that, how that sort of pans yeah. out. Um, the next game is going to be the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs up against the Warriors for the Canterbury Bulldogs. Declan Casey is out. Uh, Samuel Hughes is out. Addo Carr is back. The Fox uh, early is uh, back into the team, uh, and Harrison Edwards is going to come in on the bench. Um, that's a nice in for this game, I think. Uh, uh, Josh Adokar just opens up the potency on there. And if you're someone that's still sort of holding, he was on uh, Alamotti's side, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, he was on the left edge. Yeah, yeah, so that probably makes that them go that way a little bit more anyway. I mean, not that um, Karaz is any mug either. If he, if he was the one out there, I'm <laughs> sure they'd go over there a bit as well. But the Fox is a bit of uh, premium royalty for attack, isn't he? So they might head out that way a bit more. Um and over for the Warriors, we've got Edward Cosey out of the team. Jackson Ford is out. Do we know what's going on there? Is he injured or did he get a HI? What's he, he he had a de- delayed concussion. Oh. So when he got seen in, they noticed that he had some concussion symptoms. And it seems like he got a cat one and now he's out for this week. And then the bye next week as well. So it gets really complicated with Ford. It does. And it pisses me right off because I was thinking about him or yeah. Katoa from the Dolphins. Uh, I can obviously bring Schuster down and it was going to be my trades working him out. Look, I know the Ford obviously and Katoa cover buys. We, we know that that's why we're probably yeah. tempted to hold him. I sort of was leaning towards holding Ford because I think he's got a bit more stealing in him than what we've yep. seen from Katoa. That was his best score last week with a 54 or something. Um, but I think that Ford out this week and out next week, yeah, you will get him for the round 13, but I'm not going to be ruled by – I told you, I think that round 14 is going to be harder. Um, he's probably really in the conversation now for me for chopping him, um, and I could probably even get away with one trade this week that I was planning. I was going to go early on uh, Tawari, but – uh, maybe I don't have to do that. I can play more sensible and only burn the one trade this week uh, and get rid of Ford. I still think you could hold him if you um, have him as a number that you want for the round 13. But you, you like you said, they're into the buy next week as well. So uh, if you move him out and say you were choosing between DeBellin and Tohu, if you, if Ford is one that you you you, you get you ship out. 
you're not going to have two yep. Warriors to sit next week, and you, you you could lean towards Tohu if that's your persuasion. Uh, anyway, let's get into the yeah. other moves there. Rocco Berry is going to come in. Uh, so is Volkman into the 5'8". Um, Montoya is going to go from the centre back to the wing. Dylan Walker is going to go from 5'8 to the bench. I thought he was been going all right in the 5'8", just quietly. Mm. Um, Freddie Lussick is going to go from hooker to the bench because Wade Egan is off the bench back to hooker. Uh, and Josh Curran's going to fill in um, from the bench into the second row there for Jackson Ford. Um, in this one, who do you like? I think this is going to be a really uh, good game. I, like, I think they're probably at a sort of similar level. Mm. Uh, and I'm going to tip the Warriors up the Waz. Yeah, I agree. I just think that this that their forward pack is in too good form. Yep. Like you got Anfanua Blake who's on a tear. Oh, you got Tony Harris who's who's always good when he's playing. And well, C and K. Sean Johnson's in some of the best form of his career. Well, Curran's been and great outside, as well. Um, you know, whether he's if any minutes he's getting, he's doing a lot of work, great yeah. stuff out there when he gets the minutes. Um, yep. Yeah, so, so I yeah, think Warriors for me too. Yep, I think they might just have them, uh, but it is an away game, so we'll have to wait and see. Mm. Uh, moving on to the next oh. game. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, were you going to say something? Oh, sorry, uh, I was just going to comment on Jackson Ford. Yeah, yeah. I do think he might be a sell just because when you're holding him for two weeks, he's without any major attacking stats. He's forty-five, right? Yeah. Is it worth holding a forty a player who's going to score forty-five most likely for two weeks? I would usually say no. Mm. I just particularly when he's five hundred thousand. Yeah. It's not like he's four four hundred. Yeah. And you can just hit the cash and it's no big deal. Five hundred, there's a fair bit of coin to use there. Yeah, I think in the case of I mean, I was already deciding between him and I was holding him simply versus another player. Um now I, I could do it in one trade instead of two and and that really appeals to me. So uh, I think you can yeah. move him. Um look, if you're in dire straits for, for the first buy <laughs> Maybe you can't, you know, if, if you're in absolute yeah. dire straits and you haven't got good numbers. Uh, moving on to the next one the, uh, on, on the Friday there, we've got the Penrith Panthers up against the Roosters. Ordinarily, that'd be an absolute humdinger, but even bo- both of the teams are sort of a little bit down, but particularly mm. your Roosters um, haven't been the greatest. Um, looking at the Penrith Panthers, there is no changes. Uh, I have noticed that Liam Martin, I've heard reports that he's close. Um, he's in on their extended bench. Um, so yeah, there you go. They're, they're unchanged and Liam Martin might just come in. If he does come in, um, do you think it'd be Sorensen back to the bench probably? Yeah, almost certainly. Um, and Lindsay Smith probably out of the team. Yep. Uh, over for the Roosters, a couple of changes here. You can Butcher's out. Um, Fletcher Baker's going to come in. Uh, Lodge is going to go from the front row to the bench. Uh, Jared is going to go from the bench to the front row. Uh, and Crichton is going to go from the bench uh, into the second row. He looked pretty good last week, Crichton. Uh, to he me, did, scored yeah. well as well. Um, well. I don't know what his price is, but I'd have an interest in him, I'll tell you what. Six, 6.40? Oh, yeah. Maybe if he drops into the fives at all, I might snafu him. Um, yeah, exactly. Yep, so look, there's a lot of talk about what are they going to do? Are they going to... Because Ma, um, Suwali is absolutely stinking it up this year. I don't know why they persist with him in the three. I thought it was a great... Um, first game there by Billy Smith and touch Woody stays healthy mm. for uh, a good period of time. Uh, and obviously there's always that Walker, you know, in for Manu and how's that combo uh, working out. Um, so there's a few things up in the air, um, but yep. we do see it pretty much kept as, you know, uncomplicated and, and, and unchanged as they can possibly do it. I think, um, you know, Billy Smith and, and Suli, I mean, that, that that's, 
and and it's good for us, obviously, Manu owners, I think, with him still in yeah. the 5'8 position. So I want to tip uh, the Penrith Panthers in this one. They do yeah. play well there at the old blue bet. Um, they were pretty good um, last week as well. Uh, and I'm going to tip them to get the job done. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm going to say the Roosters just because I kind of feel obligated to. Um, <laughs> they need the to only win. way we'll win, the only way we'll win is off the back of Manu, I think. Like, just putting on a – like, he's got to carry the attack. I don't know if you, – you can't really say that to him when he knows he's got, like, Tedesco and, you know, Sawali and Kiri that he can feed ball to, at, you know. Like, he's got so many other weapons around him, but he's pretty much just got to carry the attack because the rest of it, it looks respectfully hopeless. We're a better side probably with Sam Walker and Joseph Manu than we are with Kiri and Manu. But, unfortunately, it's very hard to drop a player who's won you two premierships. Yeah, and I mean, look, I was a bit surprised I hadn't seen more ball play out of Radley, you know, because that I think with someone like Manu who's yeah. running 5'8", that's a perfect ex- you know, example for um, better use of, uh, of someone like Victor Radley, who's here... You know, look, they look terrific when he's ball playing. Anyway, um, we, you know, we'll, we're, we're doing a few different tips. Uh, we've got the South Sydney Rabbitohs up against the Resurgent Tigers. Um, the only one out is Blake Taft because he was activated as the 18th man. That's the only changes in there for the Rabbitohs. Uh, over to the Tigers. Um, Safe Arthur's going to go out. Bateman is going to come in. I know he was in some doubt, but he's in there. Uh, and Kapoa, nice and handy sort of uh, player, isn't he? He's down to the second row, um, back mm. to the bench. He can play, obviously, the centres. He's down to the bench. Um, I'm going to say South City Rapidos in this one. I know they're resurgent, the Tigers, but I reckon they could have some joy here, um, the old Rapidos. Yeah, I'd love to tip the Tigers, but common sense will prevail. I'll tip South Sydney. They've just got too much firepower. And whilst I think the Tigers put up a bit of a fight, I just think at the end of the day, come the 65th, 70th minute, Latrell and Cody Walker will combine to score a couple of tries in quick succession and put the game away. And, yeah, you know, I feel like it's just going to be a simple win for the uh, Rabbitohs, but not a dominant win. Yeah, I mean, look, if I had a... um... Trell, I'd be very tempted to captain him in this. Yeah, I reckon he could I take be. our big daddy hundred. Um, you know, and we know Cody's been going well, but I just reckon this could be a bit of a statement game yeah. by Trell. He's in some pretty good and, form. Yeah, and Alex Johnston, if you oh, don't have yeah. him and you're looking for a center wing, well, he's bottomed I'll put out. Something out. He's bottomed out. He's... Yeah, and I put out a tweet today, and as as I looked at numbers, and it's stupidly good for Johnston. Yeah. From round 11 onwards in the last three years, 2020, he averaged 75.1. Yep. From round 11 onwards, 2021, it is it was the inflated season. Yep. Let's take it with a grain of salt, but a 96.2 average. Yep. From round 11 onwards, and then last year, 75. Yeah. So he just feels like he's going to go skyrocketing soon. Yeah, and I mean, look, he is up against the 70s break even this week, but I would say to people, he could well have that covered with a couple of tries. He will have it covered with a couple of tries, and there could be some joy for him there this week. Yeah. Um, moving on to the Cowboys versus the St. George Illawarra. It was a really nice, um, solid game. Uh, it was They looked a bit like last year, the form that they were uh, showing um, in that last week's game against the Chooks. It was the Chooks, wasn't it? Um, over there for yeah. the Cowboys, no changes. Uh, over there for the St. George Illawarra, no changes. Um so they're going to, well, no changes, but they've gone and uh, put Ben Hunt back in the seven and they've gone M by in the nine. Oh, well, they started out there, but then they switched uh, during the game. Yeah, all right. 
Uh, well, I want to say that uh, the North Queensland Cowboys win this. Ooh, I might say St. George winner. Yeah, Country Bank, they love it up there. I think they play better up there, so I want to tip the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, that is fair. And I, I, I think question... they, 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 I think they yeah. build on last week. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. I question if they've got consistency in them. Yeah. And the Dragons, well, they've lost two in a row, so logically, well, they're probably good for a win. That's, that's just <laughs> they're my due. They're due. Definitely due. They're Look, due. I, th- I thought Cotter was uh, incredible last week. Um, and, you know, I, I reckon, you know, even, uh, what was I going to say? You know, Drinky starting to sort of spark a little bit. I, I reckon they might be getting back to, you know, t- top-loading their energy and their defensive sort of um, heaviness. So I think they might might get this job, get the job done. Uh, moving on, Canberra Raiders up against the Parramatta Eels. This should be a ripper uh, down at GIO. Uh, Savage is out, which, sorry, Ricky, I should have told you he's not a winger. If you're not going to put him in fullback, <laughs> you're going to have to get him out. I thought Hoppawati was doing quite a good job in there, and he's the bloke to come in onto the wing. That's the only changes in there. Um, over for the Parramatta Eels, we know Mitch Moses, um, due to HIAs, is out. So everybody's favourite. Well, I mean, surely you can't get angry at him for filling in for the injured halfback. Poor old Arthur. <laughs> he's into the halfback. Yeah. Um, look, that's a big loss, I guess, for, uh, for halfback. Um of Mitch's standards to go out of the team makes me happy as a Raiders mm. fan. I reckon this this could be a beautiful game for Dillbags. He's gonna have to take all of it, really. Him and Gutho. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna actually tip the Eels in this. I I, I um, think the Raiders have had a they're they're on a good winning positive sort of in nature. I'll take the win if we get it. I just reckon the Eels might be just a little a rung above us in quality this year. Mm. Oh, I f- regrettably I say the same. I, Moses out is a big yes, out. Moses out is a big out. I agree, but they often find ways of doing okay, doing reasonably well without him. Because you've got Clint Gutherson, who without Mitch Moses, pretty much becomes well their dominant playmaker, if you will. He's also their goal kicker. So if you're a Clint Gutherson owner, you are punching the air right now. Enjoy, <laughs> yeah, because you've got a goal kicking fullback. And I'm going to look at the numbers tomorrow, but I'm sure his average skyrockets without Mitch Moses there. Yeah, I mean, look, the thing that tips me over the line is I reckon the Raiders got a pretty solid pack, but this pack is a yeah. good pack as well. You know, they got a great, a great eight and ten in there. Ruary Griggs coming on in leaps and bounds. Really, for a young yeah. bloke. Um, look, you've obviously got your lanes, you've got your hop goods, you've got your Maddows. Um, I think their main problem is probably Hooker this year because they picked up Hodgson and <laughs> Hands looks like he's a bit yeah. likely, but um, they've they've probably had a little bit of issue there. Uh, but I'm going to just tip the Eels in a close one to get the job uh, done against the Raiders. Sorry, Raiders fans, but I've got to I've got to tip who I reckon. Um, the Newcastle Knights after missing, I saw lots of Knights jerseys at the old uh, Magic Round. Good on you, Knights fans. Um, but it's the Newcastle Knights up against the Gold Coast Titans. Kurt Mann is out. Um, Adam Elliott is in. Let's hope he can string a game or two together. He's supposed to, he's, everyone, is he going to stay there next year? I, don't, I think he is staying there. The, Millie Boyle went off and he's going to stay here. Well, this is yeah. his second game or something, isn't he? Yeah, I think it's his second game. Yeah. And where did Millie Boyle go? Oh, she's oh, a rooster. She's going okay. up to the we'll, rooster. We'll take, it. We'll, yeah. take, we'll take Adam. Well, it's a short one. Well, I mean, take him. <laughs> uh, he hasn't done much for the Knights. Um, hopefully <laughs> hopefully he stays healthy for the rest of the season. Uh, Phoenix Crossland's going to go from the bench into hooker. Over there for the Gold Coast Titans, uh, Keeney is out uh, and in is going to be leaming the hooker there onto the bench. 
Um, I'm going to mm. go the Knights in this. I reckon. Um, look, they were they were improved, weren't they? They've, they've been getting better. I think the Titans. But look, let's not forget that the Knights have been pretty stoic and looked okay as well at periods in this year. Uh, I'm just going to tip the Knights at home. Yeah, I'm tipping the Titans. Yeah, I I reckon after what I saw from them last week, um, I, I think they go up. To, they they stay at the level uh, that they were that they played at last week against Para. And well, the good thing about the Titans is that if they win, they're going to concede a lot of points and score a fair few points. Yeah, it could be a nice, so yeah, be a be nice a high scoring one. Yeah, points fest. Yep, yep. I agree. Um, how good's David Fiedegal this year? He's having a ripping year. We're going to lose him of origin though now because I'm sure yeah. he's into that team. Um, all right, let's move it on to the Manly Warringah Seagulls up against the Cronulla Sharks. Um, no changes in there for the Seagulls. Um, even though, you know, Tom Tavoyevich looks lame, he's still in there playing away, and he f- f- wobbled his way to 80 points somehow, didn't he? <laughs> he, he claims he felt fine. Oh. I, I just, I, I'm calling BS. Like, he, he doesn't look fine. right. He doesn't look right to me, but I've still got him in my team, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not I'm not punting him after he scored 82, so. You know. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yep. Uh, look, so they're uh, up against the Cronulla Sharks. Let's have a look at what we've got for the Sharks. Um, Cameron McInnes is going to go from the lock to the bench. Dal Finucane's going to go in from the bench to the lock. He'll either get suspended or get a head clash, and then it'll be McInnes back into the, the lock next week. Left away. No, I shouldn't say that. No. Uh, good luck to you there, um, Finucane. No injuries, hopefully. Uh, I want to tip the Knights, uh, the uh, uh, Sharks in this one. Um, even though it is, I mean, they look, they're pretty good at um, Brookie, aren't they? Four Pines. But I'm going to say mm. Cronulla, um, again, much like the, against the Raiders, I think they're just a, a, a class above. Even though they, yeah. the no. Sharks cannot come, they cannot play at Suncorp. They've had a wretched run at, at, um, at um, Magic Round. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think it is Cronulla, particularly after a loss and a big one at that. I think they come back in leaps and bounds, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, that's in one of the 10 things I've put on the old whisperer. I've said, um, you know, it could be a good week to double down because people would be sh- scared off a little bit on Hines after last week. And maybe they'll go a Cleary, or, you know, this week after he chase his points from last week. could be a perfect week to get a, you know, a bit of a pod sort of Nico. I'm sure you'll still be highly captain, but it could be just a pod, and pod as pod as he gets, really, um, for captain. Mm. Yeah, so look, I think there's a lot of games here that could go either way. So it's going to be an interesting one. Um, look, we had some upsets even at um, Magic Round as well. I didn't tip too well in there either. So I think it's another round that could do that. Um, so it'll be interesting watch. Let's uh, move it on to the traded in and out. We'll uh, discuss um, what we think of those trades, whether we agree with them or not. Um, let's go and kick it off with the most traded out. Number one on the list is Terrell Sloan. Um, he had a bit of a Barry last week, didn't he? I think it was a 20-pointer, wasn't it? Um, he's He always was going to be a yo-yo. He's made 187000 for the year, which is a good, you know, cheapy when you think about it, isn't it? He's up to 485000 now. Um, do you think it's time to move him on? I mean, he obviously is somebody... It's kind of like we're getting rid of Fords and Katoas and Sloan as well. 
Would you get rid of him um, this week? He's up against probably a decent enough. He's got to break even 111. So people are like, I've got to get rid of him now or I'm going to lose the value that I made on him. He's going to be worth 300 in no time. Yeah. Look, this is my case for holding him. His break even is 111. Yes. But he has scored well against good teams and bad against bad teams. So he's got a 90 and 85, a 78 and a 67 against teams, I would say, are playing you know, reasonably well, you know, in and around that six to ten region. Okay, but then it is a, it's a one eleven Tigers. Yeah, I mean, uh, if he if, yeah, he, if he gets another twenty this week, um, that's going to be big money loss, isn't it? Like, let's let's say yeah. he gets a well, let's say he gets a twenty, he's going to lose eighty k. Um, so he's going to be down to four hundred. Um. Yeah, I mean, I agree with it. Oh, I th- yeah, I, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think you probably just move him now because he's a pretty decent. Like we're talking about, um, get to uh, AJ. It's it's a small jump from here right now. It was probably it what change. Jump, it was yeah. what change you have. So I agree with it. Um, number two on the list is William Warbrick. I mean, because I'm going to probably be moving on Ford now. Warbrick's going to just keep surviving in my team again. Um, and he's he's four hundred three thousand. He's up against a sixty four break even, um, which is high for him because that's like his best score of the year. I think he got a sixty yeah. in there as his best score, didn't he? Or no, he got an eighty eight, I think, round four. But he's yeah, yeah he's got a sixty as well. Those are his only two good scores, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so I'm gonna have to just hold him for this week. He might be someone that goes next week. He might lose a dollar or two, but uh, look. I agree with people moving him on. He doesn't look like he's got it, has he? He's got no ceiling on him at all. Unless, I mean, and we do, he's one of those wingers that needs a try, but he's not like Cam Pereira getting these multiples, you know, like. Yeah. He might just get See, one. He's, yeah. He's got the build for a work rate winger, but the play style of a high ceiling winger. So he just needs to pick and stick. He needs, he need, either needs to cut down or he needs to uh, essentially get used to taking hit-ups because he's right in the sweet spot of bugger all right now. That's he? right. He's doing nothing. He's not a good – he's not a terrific finisher. He's not a grunt worker. So, look, uh, I'm going to hope that he just does a bit of grunt work this week and hopefully he gets some joy, gets over the line for a try. Um, but that's the thing. Um, these guys, all he needs is a try and another 60 and he covers his break even and it hasn't hurt you. Um, so I don't know if he's a huge... Emer- I mean, look, Sloan's got a big 111. I think you move yeah. him. Um, he's got more value and he's closer to AJ. Now I'm going to have to hold Warbrick, <laughs> you know, another week. Um, <laughs> the next on the list is Hammer. He is being moved out by uh, 5.6% of people. He's made a lot of money, hasn't he? He's made 179000 He's worth over 500 k um, yeah, I think the Hammers scores, he, he got a 125 weeks ago, then it's gone 44, 31, 47, 44. He's into the buy this week. He's got to be a decent chance for Origin, the Hammer, the kind of season he's putting together, maybe? Oh, I think he will be in, yeah, I think he could be either a winger. He'd be in contention for the fullback. He's not a spoken about name, mm. but he'd be in the conversation for fullback. He'd be in the conversation for wing. He's just a pretty good player, and when you put him into Origin, he would go all right. He, I think he's he's played a couple of Origin games, and he, he did pretty well, so. Yep. Oh, yeah, and I also, I mean, they're on. I agree. They're, yeah, they're on the buy. Um, he is 
a small jump, you know, like we said to these Alex Johnston people. He's up against 66 yeah. break even, so I don't know if you, yeah, I mean, he's on to the buy, so if you want to do it, do it. Number four on the list is yeah. Jackson Ford. Obviously, he's been, um, he's got the same sort of price point there as Hammer. He's made over 200,000, he made 229,000 for the year. A break even of 57, which is sort of in his wheelhouse. He's been. Uh, he hasn't got a ceiling. His highest score of the year was a 75. He's got a 72 in there, and a lot of it's sort of 40s and 50s, isn't it? So uh, I think he's a, he's a dispensable piece. And like you said, if it were just one week while he was out on the HIA sort of stuff, that would probably be, you're like, okay, well, I'll get him for the, the round 13. But you've got that buy to add in there as well. And I think yeah. that probably tips him just over the edge for me. Yeah, I mean, I've spoken my thoughts on Ford. I'm selling him. I think he is a sell. And, yeah, I expect that number to increase as the week goes on for sells. Yep. Um, number five on the list is Katoa. We're talking Dolphins variety there. He has made 167000 for the year. I think his break-even's low. Uh, he is 20, uh, 26 break-even. Got his high score last week, even though it was only a fifties. He seems like he's getting warming up. Would you? Would you punt him? I. Because we don't have a Schuster. You, you know. Bring, yeah. I mean, Schuster is in the. It extended. depends who you bring in. Yeah. Who are you bringing yeah. in? Um, Dylan Brown. Say you were doing Catal uh, to Dylan Brown. Yeah. I think I'd do that trade. Well, you need a shit ton of money. Well, if you did Turbo to Buller last week. Ah. And then Katoa to Dylan Brown. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, if you're doing that, I'll I'll, I'll let you have it. <laughs> um, I was going to move him on and hold forward, so I, I can't criticize people for doing it. Um, number six on the list is Paul Alamotti. Um, he's made 132000 for the year. He's, he's only worth 332000 uh, He lost money last week for Paul. Um, he's up against a 32 break-even, which means it's probably not an urgent-type move. I just thought he had... He looked... Uh, you know, round two, it was a 48. Then it was a 78 in round three, a 41 in four, a 40. You know, I thought maybe he looked like he had a good sort of floor about him. But I, I reckon they're probably feeling it with all the troops they've lost and no kick hour out mm. there. Uh, I reckon you can move him on. If, I mean... Oh. Like, I don't think it will, because I know, I think I know who they're selling him to. Yeah. I wouldn't move him on. Yeah. Because the move that everyone's doing is definitely Alamotti to Tuare. Yeah. And that trade can wait a week or two. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's my sort of war brick because not only have we not got him being selected this week, uh, they're on a buy. So that's another week yeah. for Branko to come good and, and, ha- you know, it could be really something that blows up in people's faces. Um, number seven on the list is Cam Murray. Um, he has not been the Cam Murray. He, I mean, he's clearly for feed is better this year as a premium. Yeah. His average score for the year is 59.7. I sold him, um, you know, a while, or quite a while back, actually, with those 40, 61, 60 stuff happening. Uh, and then he got an 88 and an 85 and everyone was rubbing it into me. Um, that you never trade a premium. And then he scored 50, 46, 43, 40. So up yours to the people who are giving it to me. Uh, you cut your losses and you move him on, do you? I mean, he's going to go off to origin too. So I just reckon you might as well now. He's lost a lot of value and um, he's lost 182,000. You don't hold now. Here you go. Here you go. I'm going to say you hold him this week and hope he scores well. Yeah, because it's a good matchup this week. But the one thing to notice about his three-round average is he's versus Penrith, Broncos, and Melbourne forward. Yeah. Three gun defensive teams. Yep. So I'm going to say 
that he bounces back. I wouldn't be shocked with a mid 80 point score yep. for him. And, you know, it will help you this week, sell him next week. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just take advantage of the matchup and then sell him. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Uh, when he, when he's, Doing his normal stuff and he's got a great matchup and he's on. He, he can he can cover a ninety break even. That's the kind of player he yeah. is. Just hasn't seemed to be there this year for me. Um, number mm. eight on the list is Christian Welsh, four hundred eighty two thousand. He is. He's made eighteen thousand for the year. Uh, we were probably hoping for a little bit better from Christian Welsh this year. I know he was coming back off a big injury, but his average is under fifty. Um, mm. So those people sort of going up there with a Hass or it's you know a Tapani Tohu. AFB, they're getting much, much better scores. Um, Move him on. Yeah. Because he's going to go off to Origin, surely? I think he's a very, very good chance. Much better. He's almost a certainty. Almost a certainty. Um, I'd be selling him. But, you know, I was going to sell him instead of Ford. But then Ford's gone down. Welch is a playing number. So he's not a priority sell. Just sell him before round 13 is my opinion. Yep. Uh, well, look, he's up against the 57 break even, which is, you know, it's below his average, but it's sort of his wheelhouse. Uh, number nine on the list is Sonny Taruva. He's only worth 388000 Um that Unfortunately, there's a hell of a lot of hogs in that Penrith Panther team. Uh, yeah. The ball just doesn't get out to Sonny Taruva because he's got glue all over everyone's hands on the inside. Um, look, he's, you know, he's got some 40s and 50s. He's got a couple of 20s. Um, you know, he's, he doesn't seem to get the ball, unfortunately, for tries, does he? Yeah, it just seems as... And then when he scores the tries, he decides not to work, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's it's, a, it's an interesting combination. Um, it doesn't play around 13 either, which doesn't help him. Oh, I, I reckon you just, yeah, as you say, cut your losses. Yep. Um, not, yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, number ahead. 10 on the list is Josh Schuster. People are moving him on um, after all this time. Uh, 2.3% of people. Um, look, he's you know he's got a um, break even 35. He's in that extended bench. There was some footage there from uh, Manly Seagulls training with Johns in the uh, Reggie's bib um, and Schuster training in the in the first. So I would not be surprised if we see him come into that team. And I reckon he's probably got a point to prove after. Everything that's happened this year, surely. Yeah, and he plays round thirteen. He's yeah. a buy number, and he's he's got no value. And, like everyone's been slandering him for the last month, right? Including, I think, respectfully us. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> so he's gonna. I feel like, yeah, you're right. He's gonna come out, and he's got a point to prove. And any player with a point to prove usually performs at a very high standard. And Josh Russell can do some weird, wacky things when he's on the field. There's yeah. a big scoring coming at some point. I just don't know what you get out of it, you know, like... You gain nothing from selling him. His dual position is almost worth more than his actual playing. Yeah, well, that's right. Uh, all right, let's go over to the most traded in, and you can give me your two cents on this number one on the list. Valence well, Tarare, after his terrific... 11.5% of people doing it. That's that's huge. People are going yeah. early on him. Um, talk to us. Talk to us about this. It's very risky. It's very, very risky, bordering on stupid. Yeah, but see, what about in the case of me? I've got like a Willie Army sitting there. <laughs> Who just yeah, like, seem... is he ever going to come back why, into the team? Why are you selling him now? Well, I mean, I I might not have enough money to be able to do forward to who I want to bring in. Just a bit. I would off. find find another way. Like, there's just the risk is too high. Knowing Wayne and the luck we've had this year with cheapies, he probably he's probably he could be a one game wonder, and that would suck because I love him. 
So it's nothing against his playing style or his super coach output to RE. It's just that he's on a buy. The job security is very shaky right now. Don't go early. I can't say it's going to pay off. I can't say with any certainty he keeps his spot next week. So I'm just I'm just conscious that it could lead you down to having enough much earlier than you wanted. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's the thing too. It's fraught with risk because it's one game in and we're even next week when teamless are named, um, it's not like it's you're going for his third game and you're going to get a, a price rise because of that, you know, mm. it, it'll be his second game. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it could blow up in your face big time. Yeah, and the one thing I will say is that you and Aiken did do his hammy last yeah. week. Yeah. So if we get some inf- update that he, it's a long-term injury for you and Aiken, go for it because he's going to play. Yeah. If you and Aiken's out for a t- two months or six weeks, then yeah. he's playing round thirteen. He's playing round twelve. Yeah, regardless of Branko Lee's fitness. Yeah, well, I'd heard that. Actually. So, so yeah, I mean, if if Aiken's out, um, even if Branko comes back, there's a yeah. spot there. So you could probably it's a much safer bet. Um, look, number yeah. two on the list is Ruben Garrick. People are grabbing him out. He's only worth five hundred and forty thousand. He's lost two hundred k. For the year, um, Ruben he's up against a forty-eight break-even. Not the easiest matchup against the Sharks. Um, his last few weeks, he's had an eighty-one. I mean, oh, this is what I was saying to people before. He obviously had the short game, twenty-seven minutes, where he um, got got the injury there or with HI. Was it that he got eight points? Then he's had a forty-four and a thirty-five. He's lost all of his value as well. Um, but he got an eighty-three last week with some nice, generous line breaks. <laughs> But um, people grab him because yeah. to start the year it was a 110 and 82, a 71 and 81. And Ruben was showing every bit of his premium sort of nature. Um, he's sort of bottoming out really nicely because of those last, you know, the well, apart from last week, the four weeks prior to that. Um, yeah. Surely you just grab him. I reckon it's a good buy. And you would grab him because... When he's been playing on the wing this season, he's averaging 78.5. And it's a, it's, I don't need to say it, but it's massive value on what he's priced at now. So I can't say that he's not worth a buy. I'm surprised he's not the most popular purchase, to be honest. Yeah. Um, number three on the list is Tohu Harris. Um, he was good last week, played 80 minutes. I think he scored 90s. Tohu. Yeah. It's a hard one to read because we know he's got these mung knees, but when he comes in, he plays huge minutes. He's, I think he he doesn't know his own limit, is my thinking, just initially. Like, he, he's an all-or-nothing guy. He'll push himself to the very limit. He doesn't know his limit. His knee blows out. So, as a result of that, I, want he, I, I would buy him, but I would buy him in round 13 when there is no risk. He can't get injured leading into the buy rounds, whatever. Also, you skip the round 12 buy, you know. So, yeah, well, that's my, not like he's going to... Ch- that's my yeah, big thing sorry. is he's going to go off into the buy next week, so you're getting one mm-hmm. week out of him. Although... Uh, let's have a look at him. I think he's got a pretty – he's got a 47 break even, which 47. is absolutely – he'll double that if he plays, and he plays the 80 minutes. Oh, yeah. He did have to have a try assist for that. So I'm yeah. going to – I might it. peg it back a little bit. Oh, will you? Yeah, I'm going to say he's probably a 70 in 80 minutes. Yeah, um, fair enough. And I I think I'm, – I'm happy to spend 30, 30, 40K more – and know that he's playing in round 13 than buy him now and take a punt. Yeah, well, the big row for me is the knees, um, and he's been in and out. Yep. We've seen that. Um, but, look, I reckon, um, yeah, he's up against the Bulldogs this week, which isn't the worst matchup for him. And if you've got the coverage next week to sit him, you know, um, 
Tohu's one of the one of the premium options you can have, but the question is if fit. I reckon um, number four yeah. on the list is Jareem Buller. He went up eighty one thousand k last week. Can you bring him in this week? I know he's still got more money to make, um, but he's fullback only, so it means you're going to be culling you know one of your premiums and probably making a whole bunch of money out of it. But would, would you like this week? Would you sell Turbo and bring in Buller? Mm. Turbo Turbo <laughs> against the Sharks at uh, at home. Well, I kind of did it last week, mm. so ah. Uh... I'd be tempted. Yeah. I'd be tempted. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he like, to be honest, Bull is scoring roughly, well, he, well, not this week, but he usually will score 85% of what the other gun fullbacks do most weeks. So you'd say, let's say gun fullback probably scores, you'd probably say averages 70, well, Bull's averaging 60 pretty much. So I think he's that. And, you know, oh, maybe it's a bit of bias. I love Jareen. He has been outstanding to start his NRL career. Absolutely well, Let's talk about this. Tommy Turbo doesn't play Origin. They go with Campbell Graham. Then you get Tommy Turbo in round 13. Are you saying that Fox and Tyler are going to be on the wings? Yeah. If, and I, I reckon, Tur- I reckon Turbo, Turbo makes himself there. unavailable and says, "I my body is not right for Origin. I'm going to sit out at His least game one. not right for NRL. <laughs> well, that's right. So how is he going to... He's not even 60%. And I don't reckon that's... I, I reckon he, Tommy Turbo at 60% is not close to what Campbell Graham is at the moment. So I'd no, have, I'd I have Latrell and... Turbo at, I don't want Tommy Turbo at 60% in my Supercoach team either. Yep. Well, he scored 80-something last week. So but, you know. if, he's, if he's playing round 13, I probably don't want him because he's not probably not playing very well at all. And if he isn't playing round 13, well, you know... You're down a buy number, so yeah. that's why I sold him. Not, to, me- not to mention, me. if your other fullback is Gutho, um, they're both on the buy in round fourteen. So you'll have no exactly. fullback. Uh, yeah. Radio number five on the list is Max Fee guy. I don't really get this one. Um, he's Ooh. in the centres. You can pick him there. Um, I just don't know if the job security's there. They, they, Lomax is is he out? Is he going to be out long term? Like, I mean, surely not. Uh, Look, I don't know. I reckon once Anthony Griffin is sacked, I'm saying we're not if at this point. Yeah. Once Anthony Griffin's sacked, Zach Lomax will be back in the team. Until then, it looks like Max Figai will hold his spot. Oh, is he actually any good? <laughs> like, I mean, both the Figai boys... It's all boys... well and good for him to be a yeah. cheapy, but... Well, the Figai yeah. boys are pretty talented. I mean, he's got a 63 and a 37 uh, in the last couple of weeks. He's up against a minus 28 break even. I would just be doing the mail on... Um, Aitken and grabbing a, a Tawari. Cheaper yeah. and um, looks to me like if, the bloke. If you legitimately can't wait, like absolutely can't wait, and the male on Aitken is positive for him and negative for Tawari, uh, maybe you could. I, I just think there's better ways of going about it, don't you? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, that I, I'm, I lean towards holding fire, you know, like or... You know, I mean, look, yeah. I, I, I could sell Tommy Turbo down to Baller, and then I could get yeah, a nice, I'd, nice upgrade. I'd rather do that, to be honest. Um, but you know, that's the thing too is I, I hate watching Tommy Turbo when I don't own him. You know, but then again, really? this yeah. year he has not been someone that, that has yeah. scared like that. Uh, all it's right, the, sorry. Yeah, I get um, you. It, you for the, yeah, for the first time in what I would say maybe five years, I was not scared watching Tom Trebojevic play as a non-owner. Yep, fair that enough. Says so much. Says yep. so much, doesn't yep. it? He just needs to get healthy, doesn't he? And we need to see yeah. him like he's slow, and and that was one of the, he could he could get away from he tackle break and then get away uh, in the clear for a try. 
He's yeah. not even getting mm-hmm. keeping up to, with the play enough to assist as well so much. Um, yeah. yeah. So look, I just, I, just I, yeah, I just reckon Max Fee guy. I would worry about um, the future for him, and it is a negative break even now. So people are probably getting lured in by that. Obviously, we see people are grabbing Tawara as well, and they're both got a, an element of risk to them. Uh, number six on the list, we talked about him earlier. He's 124k cheaper than when he started. But he did just make a little bit of money last week, 589000 It just screams it's the time to grab um, AJ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. I gave you the numbers earlier. It's He t- he kicks on this time of year. He really does. You've got round 13, the major buy round. He plays that. He's got Canberra, who I'm not going to slander too hard, but it's <laughs> a positive. It's on the positive spectrum for his matchup. Yep. Um, then he goes into the Titans. Then St. George, like he's just his draw period is beautiful. And the South Sydney are far away playing the best football of any team this year. He's got the Tigers this week. Um, Yeah, there's a world he pumps out of 130 this week and becomes very hard to achieve. Yep. Um, Sorry. Yep. Uh, Dylan Brown, everyone's grabbing him now. He's been very good, Dylan, over the last couple of weeks, tunned up. And like I say to people, it was 60s before that, which is, is you know, acceptable. Um, 750000 uh, is going to cost you. Uh, he's just gone up 71000 I think, when we're talking about buys and that three uh, buy coverage, you know, you want to limit probably how many eels you have, but I think the eels that you do want to have, Dillbags is one of them. Yeah, not to mention, if you're going to own Dylan Brown, only now, break even of six. So that, that price, again, it's going to be well and truly above 800 next week. Uh, yeah, get him at all costs, just about. Yep. Uh, number eight on the list is Jack DeBellin. You know, people have been sort of talking him versus Tohu Harris. He's been good, Jack DeBellin. Um, not in life from what I've heard, um, but he's been good for uh, Supercoach over the recent weeks. Um, the minutes have gone up. Since he, he started with a couple of 40s, but then it's been 80, 68, 80, 74. Last week, it was capped yeah. off with his highest score uh, of a 91, but the scores before that with a 71 and a 63 are quite acceptable. Um, what you, What's your thoughts on him? He's got a nice jewel as well, so the same as Tohu. He's got the third highest three-round average out of any front rower. Yeah. Only Fenua Blake, who's been out of this world, and Tino, who's Tino, uh, ahead of him. So I just, I really do like it because he's only had one major attacking stat in the last three weeks, and that was a try assist last week. And yeah, to be honest, he seems like a very safe play. It's just hard to convince people that it's worthwhile buying Jack DeBellin because, well, his name's Jack DeBellin, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, also, pr- people are probably like, well, that place is crazy over there. And how? who knows whether it is these crazy. great minutes that he was getting are going to stay because the coach is well, doing things left, fairness, right, and centre. Yeah, in fairness, they don't really have much in the middle forward department. So he's kind of forced into it, whether he, whether you like it or not. Yep. Um, number nine on this is Billy Smith. He looked to me like one of their best on field. Um, mm. last week, and I think if he stays healthy and they stick with this Manu thing, do you reckon he could be a nice downgrade for people? Um, he's a very talented footballer when he's stayed fit. Yeah, I'm. I'd like to see a game very similar to what he's just put out. Doesn't have to be as many points as what he just did, but a similar sort of base and power. You know what I mean? If he can, if he can have around fifty points in work, 
work and base power stuff, uh, then I'll be pretty happy, particularly against Penrith. The issue is he plays at Georgia, then he's on a buy. So you're not going to, he's not going to have, he's not going to stay at his current price over the buy period. You're going to get a cash rise, then the buy. Yeah. So it's, it's awkward. Yep. Um, I don't know how you approach that, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it just seems to me like it's it is it's 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 ahead of the, you're going ahead of yourself, I reckon, uh, to do that one. Yeah. Uh, number ten on this is Jaden Sullivan. Uh, he is on the bench, um, obviously there. Yeah. Oh, they might want that change where what's his name Hunt goes to hooker, uh, and he scored well last week, Jaden Sullivan. But I was looking at him, and that was the only score of any decency, really. Um, yeah, he and those other games were 80 yeah. minutes as well. He scored a 21, a 48, and a 34. Now, last week it was mm. a 55 minute game, which is it means he scored more points in less minutes. But I don't see, I don't see anything great that it makes me want to bring him in. Um, I needed to see he needs if you're a half, you need to be playing 80 minutes. It's why Oluwaku is not in the top 10 buyers this week. It's why, um, you know, I've never heard of a 5 8 play 60 minutes and average 60 points. Yeah. Yep. Oh well. So I yeah. mean, there's a couple Keep of odd, a couple of odd ones in there. I, what I do like is your Garricks. Um, I do like you know making a move on Bula because um, he looks like a, a good good uh, prospect. Alex Johnson, Dylan Brown, Jack DeBell, and all of those are going to get green lights from me. Tohu Harris. I want to green light it, um, but you know it seems to me like you're going to be stacking those kind of players up against each other, and you do know that Tohu's got the knees and a buy coming up as well. Um, not too much in there, you know, that's bizarre. But, I mean, I think um, Fee Guy is a little bit odd to me. I think, um, you know, Billy Smith, Sullivan, some of those. People are obviously looking for downgrades. Go and do some research. Or maybe we'll pass it on to you in the comments or something, How um, what we're looking at for you and Aiken. Then we'll know. Uh, let's move it on to the yep. trades. I don't even know where any of you buttons are now. I just guess, you know. <laughs> no, I don't know. I've got nothing. Where's some of me? Tra- I don't have any buttons. Trades. Hey, I was just wondering if you've got any of those trades spare. Just a trade or two spare. Talk to me about your trades this week. What are you doing? Oh, okay. So... I am selling Stefano Utoi Kamanu, finally. Yeah. Yep. And I am selling Jackson Ford again, yep. finally. Yep. Never really liked him at, when he's been in my team. Um, I brought in Jack DeBellin and Joseph Tarpany. Ooh. Yeah, some big yeah. some big ins. Tarpany is currently in my second row as well. Yeah. But he will be definitely in my front row next week. Uh, the plan will be for me to take Welch out next week as the only trade and bring in, well, I don't know who, but it's got to be a $540,000 second rower. So if you can find me a player at that price, I'll greatly appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. well, we'll work on that for next week. Uh, for myself, uh, you know, I think I'm probably leaning towards Jackson Ford now. I'd love if I could do that trade. And for me, it was either going to be Tohu Harris or um, Jack DeBellum. The reason being is that I've got Gilbert, and he's my second front rower, and obviously the Finns are on the buy. So... Uh, I want to get a, a strong sec. Uh, you know, if I get someone down into that second row, I can have the interchangeability, which I don't currently have, uh, between second row and front row forward. Um, look, and who, whether I, I wanted to do it in one trade, but if I can't, um, you know, there could be a, a. I could pull the trigger on a Tommy Turbo down to Bula. I, I might just do a bit of research on Ewan Aiken as well, and it could just be as simple as a war brick down to Tawari, and I get to bank some good coin there, and the trades are easy. Um, from there. So, yeah, look, I'll have a little bit of a think about it. I'm sorry, listeners, that I can't give you something more definitive because obviously I just got the team list and saw that Ford was out. 
Um, and it's sort of through a little bit of a spanner in the works for me. Um, so I'll have, have a mm. bit of a think about it. Um, but needless to say, uh, I'll be pumping someone into the front row so I don't have to rely on Moali's oh, out, isn't he, getting um, yeah. taken care of for an injury. So that's good, actually, because he was an AE nightmare. But Ben Murdoch was still back to the bench now, and he's just about to lose some money. So he's an AE nightmare, and he'd be who I'd be relying on if I didn't get a front rower in. So it'd be a front rower of some sort of description. Um, let's talk about um, captains. How, how, how we sort of feel um, about... The, the games this week and who you're sort of targeting, I guess, for a VC and C. I think last week, I think there was a lot of markers there that said that Cleary could have been a good choice to go if you didn't want to go Nico. And some people did it and it paid off for him. I think this is another week where you can go a couple of different approaches. So this week, it depends quite largely on whether or not Schuster plays, right? Um, but we're looking like a VC of Clint Gutherson and a captain of Nico Hines. Um, yeah, I don't, th- I, the only way I can very clearly loop is if I'm vice captioning a player from the first two games, I don't really have anyone I'd willingly vice captain from them. So I'm taking a punt that Schuster doesn't play. If he does, well then I captain Nico Hines. Oh no, you know? So I feel like I'm pretty safe on that front. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm very tempted after last week um, and, you know, at home to put something on Cleary. We do know he's like him and Hines. You want a slice of one or the other because when you put it on one, you can't have it on the other. Um, It's an away game against Manly for Hines. He did have a a low game last week, so you expect that he's going to bounce back. And I did even suggest to people that it's a good one to double down on. Um, But like you said, you've got to think about um, what else you can do. Just say I VC it on uh, Cleary. Uh, who, who's my captain? You know, am I going to go Gutho um, away against the Canberra Raiders? Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't like it. Yeah. So I think I'm going to find a VC and probably go with Hines. Uh, my VC, it could well be... Um, it could be somebody... Huh? Do you know. have Walsh still? No, nah, I've got I punted Walsh. I've got Gutho. Oh. Yeah, I could, do, I could do Gutho. Or, you know, oh, who cares? I might just do something wild as all hell. Go uh, if I'm going Hines, oh, no, I've got no one in there. I can. Uh, I mean, because you can have you got Dolphins, you can use them right up, up until the last game. Can't yeah, you? but I'm, yeah, I, I'm in the disservice of only having one Dolphin and having it at hooker with Cheese playing early. Ah, yeah. Well, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna Captain Hines. I'm gonna go 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 to the well again after last week. Well, that's the show, yeah. Nathan. Thanks so much for chatting. Um, it's it's going to be a good week. I think we're heading up into the first buy couple of green arrows for me last week so I'm, uh, my spirits are lifted I made, I made my changes on Friday morning and I didn't touch my team all weekend that might be the secret just leave it alone and um, it'll work for you um, but we'll talk again uh, soon yep see you next week thanks mate oh fucking sounds sorry guys <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm not even editing that out let's do it there you go oh I can't wait I got the right one. Second, second Kick button. Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. This will be a miracle. Oh, it is a miracle. Oh, my goodness. You won't see anything like that again this year. And maybe never.